Thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms and on the YouTube channel, The Subtext. Hello and welcome to the Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games on the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name's Dan and I'm joined by... I'm Lawrence, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm quite well, how are you? Just had a knock on the door from the, the midwife and um, not had a child. So, Have you had a baby? So this, uh, this day is going about as well as any. This is, a, this is a bit of a weird one because this is the first time that we're recording together in the same room, isn't it? Indeed it is, yeah. So um, we are not sure how this will affect things, but hopefully for the better. Yeah, we've just been messing around. We've put a sheet over our heads to try and deal with the noise. We've done a few other things, but we're, I think we're, we're all good. We we're are. Just, uh, I think this one will just be a bit more bare bones, I think. But it'll be interesting to see how it goes. So We are consummate professionals, as you can see. Um, so today we're going to be talking about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Now this is number two on the Metacritic list. That's right, number two. So this is the second best game of all time, according to Critics. Crickets. Crickets. Critics aggregate scores. Um, so it's got a score of 98 out of 100. Pretty, pretty high. Um, what is your history with this game? Pretty much zero. Obviously, we've, um, we've already done a Tony Hawk episode. We, uh, we did the thing that we seem to do a lot, which is we've started with a sequel before we do the first in a list. Um, so it was interesting going back to this game, following us talking about Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Um, but my history with this game, it isn't huge. I'd played it a few times here and there, um, but I'd never owned it. All of my history was with Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 Underground and American Wasteland, as mentioned in the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 episode. So not completely green with this game, but pretty much there. What about you? Yeah, same, same with me. Um, I didn't have this game. And it was a new thing for me, but I had, like you, probably encountered it uh, during my life. I'd heard things about it, I heard about the secret characters and so on. Um, yeah, this was a new one for me too. And uh, if you haven't checked out the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 episode, go and check that one out now. Check it out before this one, why not? <laughs> go out of order like we are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I suppose best place to start is what version did you play of the game? Um, I played the PS1 version on my PS3, um, but the issues that I ran into with this game were the fact that I couldn't save it on my PS3, and then when we were discussing it earlier, I realised I could have just put it in my PS1 and used my memory card. Yeah, yeah, that might have been that might have been a good idea to do. <laughs> yes, but yeah, PS One, so pretty much the same as what it was with when I played Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three for this podcast. Yeah, so it's the original version on the PS One. Uh-huh. I played the Dreamcast version. Now, originally, I did want to play the Xbox version because there was an Xbox version that was released much later. Um, it was called Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two X, and it featured enhanced graphics, sixty frames per second. A few extra levels. A few extra bits, yeah. They had some of the levels from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1. And, uh, yeah, it was just more of a complete package. But it's only available in, in America. So I was kind of stuck for that because I wasn't going to buy an American Xbox to play it. 
Why not? It's very unprofessional of you. Well, well, maybe one day. Maybe one day we'll go back and revisit this. When you've got a mortgage to spare to buy American stuff. I'd, I'd do it anyway for some things, but mm. I had to decide whether or not it was worth it. And I went with the Dreamcast version, and I think that's a pretty good version to go with. As we discussed, it actually looks closer to the PS2 version of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 yeah. than it does to the PS1 version of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. If you followed that line of thought, then congratulations. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the versions we played. Um, now, I suppose with any Tony Hawk game, it's the levels that make the game. Now, what are some standouts for you? What did you think of the levels as a whole? Um, are they better or worse? than the previously mentioned Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3? Well, we touched on nostalgia when we discussed A Link to the Past, and we kind of went on a beeline with that. And I think there are certain games on this list that are going to be heavily linked with nostalgia. And even though I don't have too much of a background with this game, whenever I think of Tony Hawk Pro Skater games, I immediately think of the levels from Pro Skater 2 and Roswell from Pro Skater 1. Um, I mean, the standout levels for me... I. Because I didn't have a memory card for this game, I kind of jumped in and out of different ones with level select, etc. Cheating. Cheating. I miss cheats in video games when you didn't have to pay money for them. <laughs> true, too um, true. But I'd say school is a highlight for me, even though I know that you're not huge on the school map and Venice. And of course, um, the hangar, which is the first level, and I think is one of those things that when people will mention Tony Hawk Pro Skater games, they'll think of the hangar because it's a very famous, well-known map within the game. But those three kind of stand out as the main ones. Yeah, uh, and school, I like, I like school thematically, but yeah, I did have a problem. It's, it's a very, very large level, and I felt like any level where you have to escape from one part to the next to do uh, tricks is uh, limited in what you can do on it. But yeah, it's a cool level. Um, I like the theme of it. I liked, my favourite was New York um, with the subways. That was a very cool level and there seemed to be something in every direction um, for you to do. And probably Pennsylvania as well with the skate park and also the fountain. Um, There are some cool levels here. Um, Do you think the levels here trump those in Pro Skater 3? It's difficult because we discussed this before we started recording and because of the limitations of the technology when Pro Skater 2 came out, they're very different and they feel very different. Pro Skater 3 was the first game to implement pedestrians um, and you mentioned earlier the maps feeling more alive in Pro Skater 3 and you'll probably go into that in a bit of detail but I feel that the map designs are very good and they're imaginative and they're classic and you know they're like like we said they're the things that people think about with Tony Hawk Pro Skater games but because of the technical limitations of the time and also we've spoiled ourselves a little bit by playing the sequel before playing this one um, it's hard to say that the levels are better in Pro Skater 2 than in Pro Skater 3 just because you know this game was designed for a PS1. Yeah, so let's talk about that that idea of um, levels being more alive. So, like you say, pedestrians were really introduced uh, more so in Pro Skater 3 than 2. So what that means is you're, you're in Canada and you've got pedestrians all over the place. Some of your objectives will involve the pedestrians. Bury that bully. Yeah, you've got the bully, you've got the guy whose tongue's stuck to the post. Yeah. 
Um, in uh, suburbia. Yeah, and a lot of entertaining, quirky objectives related to the uh, NPCs. Um, in Pro Skater 2, you've got a handful of, th- of things. And I say things because there is the guy driving a... I don't know what it is, a cart of some sort around the it's school. Golf cart kind of yeah. thing, isn't it? Running you over. Um, Taxis in New York. Yeah, also running you over. Yeah. None of them seem to care that they're just massacring skaters, but hey-ho. <laughs> yeah, so we've got a bunch of uh, taxi drivers in um, in New York, and you've also got in... I can't remember where this is. It's, it's, it's like the big skate park, and it's got yeah. uh, Ollieing the Magic Bum. Ollie the Magic Bum, yeah. Yeah, and you're jumping over him as one of your objectives, so I suppose that's a precursor to the objectives around NPCs in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. Mm. But I think... I think what we get there is we, we get um, much more alive levels with background chatter, people everywhere, other skaters sometimes, and it just feels more like, um, I don't know, it gives you a more, more of a sense of place. Whereas sometimes you get the feeling that these levels in two feel a bit empty. Um, as for the question of which is better, I think that's purely subjective. You may prefer Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 levels. You may prefer Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 levels. Um, personally, I prefer Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 levels. Um, I've got probably more nostalgia for them, yes, having yeah. played it at the time. Yeah. And I like that, le- that, that, that feeling of being alive that they do have. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can, you can fall any side of it, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you're, you're wrong. You're wrong for doing that. You can't have that opinion. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so that's the levels. Um, nice, diverse bunch of levels in there. Yeah. Um, on to our ever-presence feature, gameplay is king. Gameplay being at the heart of every game we play. Now, what is the gameplay like here? Is it fun? Yeah, I mean, f- for a game that's number two on the list, you'd really hope that the game is fun. Otherwise, there's something fundamentally wrong with... Fundamentally yes, wrong. Yes, fundamentally wrong with the crickets and the critics. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's good. So obviously, again, we've been spoiled by playing Pro Skater 3 first, so there are a lot of elements within Pro Skater 2 that aren't present in Pro Skater 3. But, you know, it's, it's a Tony Hawk game. They really didn't ace the design in the first game, but in the first game, the design was great, the level design was fun, the, you know, the mechanics of how it ran were great, and then as sequels go along, they just tweak it and they perfect it even more, and that's the same through any game and any sequel. And it was a step in the right direction, I think. Obviously, there were a lot of things in Pro Skater 2 that aren't present in Pro Skater 3, such as things like reverts, um, we've said obviously the pedestrians, uh, big drops as well were yeah. an element of. So in Pro Skater Two, um, you jump from a big roof, and you automatically bail because the the drops too much. Um, it was a, it was a touch of realism in what is essentially a cartoony game. Uh, I think wisely they took those out for Pro Skater Three so that you could kind of flows better, potentially land any drop, which is great. And also there is. Um, Lip balance and grind balance as well. Grind yeah. balance. So, so, that, so lip balance and, and grind balance are both there in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, but they lack the meters that kind of help you to gauge yeah. whether you're going to fall off or not. Um, You've just got to guess. Yeah, with, with the grinding, you can kind of see uh, the skater leaning to one side or the other, so that's all right. But 
I found it much more difficult to judge with the lips. Yeah, definitely. So I think they were they were nice implementations just to make it a bit more well-rounded for those players that weren't necessarily amazing, like myself. Yeah, yeah, we, we weren't getting a million points on our runs, were we? No, no, absolutely not. I mean, um, I thought I got a lot better here than I did at Pro Skater 3 because um, the way that the, the game advances to unlock levels here, you need to earn a certain amount of money. And sometimes those, um, those limits for how much you need to earn are quite high. Um, whereas in Pro Skater 3, I think you just complete... Uh, you have to do a number of objectives. Objectives from the previous level or get a medal in the competitions. Yeah. And you just unlock them. So I breezed through 3. And here I had to put more time into actually um, kind of uh, getting to know the gameplay a bit more. I became a bit of a pro at the, the grab tricks on uh, half pipes. And that was my favourite go-to move. Um, yeah, so I, I think the gameplay is really, really fun. I had a, a lot of fun with it. I had a lot of fun with 3. And um, as I said in 3, I do remember saying that um, it's kind of a lost kind of game, that, uh, this, this style of game, this um, extreme sports game. You don't really get that many anymore, which is a shame. Um, on that note, we do have the remasters coming. It will be tomorrow, if you're listening to this on the day of release. Mm. So um, I'm quite excited to jump into those. Have a go at the Pro Skater 1 levels. Um, yeah, so I think the gameplay is fun. What is your favourite move that you can pull off in the game? I can't remember what I said in Pro Skater 3. I think I said um, doing stuff off, um, off verts and stuff like that, you know, like in swimming pools, jumping up, doing tricks. But I think with this game, I quite enjoyed the manuals. Uh, that sounds quite boring, but I don't think manuals were included in um, no, Pro Skater 1, were they? And obviously, with Pro Skater 3 including the revert for the first time, it meant that you could go from doing stuff, you know, doing tricks in the air to then doing a revert when you land on a ramp and continue your trick with a manual. That isn't in this game. So the manuals themselves were a new element. And obviously, again, first time implemented, so they weren't perfect. But I think they were quite fun to, to see how many tricks you could um the the combo that you could get together in the high score before you know failing as I often did um but i I think the manuals were good and they were a good uh little addition a, a necessary addition I suppose because if you didn't have those in a sequel to a pro skateboarding game, I think it would have been uh I don't think this game would be number two on the list let's put it like that yeah it's it's one thing that people always seem to remember and these were games that didn't necessarily kind of um, reinvent the wheel with their sequels. They kind of iterated much more than they uh, re- reinvented the wheels. Yeah. Um, that would come later in another game on the list, I believe. Um, but we'll get to that. I think my favourite... I mean, there are a number of satisfying things in this game. Landing on a grind, that feeling that you get when you hear that kind of ching, and then you start grinding along. That's great. Yeah. Um, landing a, a trick is always good. Um, landing a grab move on a half pipe at the very last second after doing a number of rotations, great. But doing the nine twenty or the seven forty or whatever. It yeah, is. yeah. What what was that? Um, the one that he pulled nine hundred, wasn't it? Uh, Tony Tony Hawk actually yeah, he did one. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So um. So, but the thing that I I really used here a lot more than in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three because there are a number of objectives around it, um, was the wall ride. And you can use that to get like a lot of height as well. But pulling off a good wall ride 
um, hitting those bells in the school was really satisfying. Yeah. Um, so War Ride is, I'm going to give it to War Ride. Well done, War Ride. That was a new feature in this game as well, wasn't it? Was it, it? W- I don't think it was in Pro Skater 1. I mean, I probably and could be wrong. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure if uh, there are any diehard Tony Hawk fans listening to this, you'll let us know. But I, I'm not sure that War Rides were featured in. They may not have been. Because may... we haven't played that, we can't really can't really judge it but if they're not including manuals in Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 I'd be surprised if there were wall, uh, wall rides because you know and, 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 it's, and it seems like they built a, lot, built a lot of the objectives around them which suggests that it was a new feature that they yeah, wanted they to, want to show use. off yeah so um, that, that was my favourite one um, overall gameplay is great like I say satisfying more, more of this in games please <laughs> hopefully the remaster can provide that more skateboards so what was it like playing on the Playstation in terms of Graphics, presentation, visuals. I mean, I complained a bit at Pro Skater 3 playing that on the PS1 because I'd grown up playing it on the PS2. But I found this one a lot easier to play on the PS1. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I didn't have any nostalgia or expectations for it. I think that's probably a lot to do with it. But it runs well. Obviously, you you have the, the issues that you have with any game of that time and that generation. You know, people's faces look like ham soup. Yeah, soupy, hammy sausages or whatever you want to say but it's the it's the art i suppose soupy sausages soupy sausages soupy sausage face um so yeah that's a new thing yeah (laughs) creating our own memes now i suppose the graphics um are a big thing there and seeing the gameplay on the dreamcast really shows how much that was pushed and then obviously for uh pro skater 2x on the xbox pushes it even further so the graphics you know, they're not amazing, but they work for what it was. And I feel that a lot of the design was focused more on the board art than the actual faces of the skaters. Um, but I mean, saying that, if you know who the skaters are, then you're going to recognise the, the character models. Like Tony Hawk, you recognise him. I mean, you, you played as Tony Hawk for a majority of the career mode, didn't you? Yeah. Whereas I jumped in and out. I think in Pro Skater 3 I mostly played as Bam Margera. Uh, but this time I played or, or Rodney Mullen, I he's think. He's not in this one, is he? Was he not Bam? Bam, Bam not in 2. Was he not? No, I don't think he is. I think he's in 3. I think he well, um, 3. this time around I played as Chad Musker um, just because I used to quite like Chad Musker as well. But Rodney Mullen's a, a favourite for a lot of the speedrunners of this game, um, which we were watching earlier. But... Yeah, the, the PS1 version is fine. I preferred playing this one on the PS1 to Pro Skater 3 just because I think there were no expectations there for me. Yeah. And I'm aware that you would have had the superior experience this time around because of the the platform you were playing it on. Yeah, and I, and I suppose the reason I want to give this section a nod is because I just want to give the Dreamcast some uh, some props because it's such it's such a... I think an underrated, undervalued system, and sometimes it could um, basically compete directly with the PS2. Sega's own fault though with the Dreamcast, yeah, wasn't it? Like yeah. they just they just screwed it. And yeah, it's such a shame. It's, it's from from a business perspective. Yeah, they completely messed it up. But it's like the, the console Saturn. itself was, a, was such a great console. Well, the Saturn was only out for a year or two, wasn't it? Before they were like, oh, we need to to ramp it up. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's such a shame because I, I never owned a Dreamcast and I kind of, my, I, I often think about getting one. It wasn't the Saturn, it was something in between because the Saturn was the rival for the PS1 and then there was something else that they released in between that. Um, was that, it? Yeah, because the Saturn was the one that 
basically was vying against the PS1 before the N64 came Are you along. sure that wasn't the 32X? No, it definitely wasn't. Yeah. Not on the not on digital foundries comparisons oh, right. anyway. Um, yeah, it was a Saturn. Um, so yeah, and then I think they released something else. It may have been the 32X then that they released. That um, there was an in-between step that they decided was not good enough. Um, yeah, so, so the Dreamcast is such a an underrated console, I think, and there are many games that were that were ported to the PS2 that actually look better on the Dreamcast. And you look at something like Shenmue, it looks fantastic for the time. Um, so this this game looks great, and honestly, I think it almost looks as good, with the exception of the lighting, as um, the, the Xbox. Yeah, as as the next gen versions of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three. Oh right, okay. Um, I just think it's a really nice looking game. Um, just wanted to give give uh, give the Dreamcast a bit of respect. Um, okay, so on to the part that probably you're all waiting for, that soundtrack. What did you think of that soundtrack? Yeah, the soundtracks in Tony Hawk games are always quality, and we discussed that in the last episode. Um, and, you know, you've got some massive songs on, on this playlist that, you know, like we said with Pro Skater 3, there are some huge tracks on there, but like... Standouts would be um, Papa Roach, you've got Gorilla Radio by Rage Against the Machine, um, Power Man, uh, what else have you got on there? I, I, I was under the impression, and I think it's from when I played a Tony Hawk game years ago, from when I was a kid, there's a song, um, Disconnected Face to Face, and I thought it was on Pro Skater 2, but I don't think it is. Um, so what one is? I can't, I can't work out where it's from, I need to Google it. Um, but I, I was expecting that to come up, but it didn't. Um, but yeah, you've got some massive songs on this playlist, and I believe that for the remake that comes out, if you're listening on day of release tomorrow, that they've got the license back for quite a few of the songs from the original games, which is really cool. Yeah, because surprising. the soundtracks really, and we discussed this last time, are what make the Tony Hawk games what they are, and I think they introduced a lot of people to music that they hadn't heard before, a lot of pop punk um you know maybe you've got people at the time that weren't really listening to bands like rage against the machine and it was their introduction to a lot of this music which i love because all of this kind of music is the music i was listening to when i was a teenager um yeah i know in the pro skater 3 episode you mentioned that you grew up listening to things like eminem um and stuff like that and I know that you listened to a bit of this music but it wasn't really your cup of tea I mean, too yeah, much I, was it I, I listened to this um, but it does even as someone that didn't really listen to it just check the Saturn was out in 1994 so that was correct there we go <laughs> um, yeah so someone that, that wasn't maybe necessarily the keenest um, uh, listener to this kind of music it does bring a lot of nostalgia for me yeah. because um, it's um, it's you just don't really hear games with these soundtracks anymore. It's a really, it's a really good, strong soundtrack, and it's it's really nice to play. I mean, it's the same with the Burnout series. Those the, the soundtrack in those games really kind of uh, bring it to the next level. So, two questions, I suppose, that I want to ask you, which is, would this game be number two on the Metacritic list had it not had this soundtrack? Um, that's quite an interesting question. I don't know, because as I've just said, the soundtrack, in my opinion, is what makes a lot of Tony Hawk games what they are. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I think 
Yes. Maybe. But let's 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 do a theoretical situation. In fact, I'd say that it would still be on the list, but maybe not number two. Yeah, I think I'm with you there because in a, in a theoretical situation where they couldn't get this licensed music, which was really a big part of it. Yeah. Um, and they had I don't know in-house music that was kind of to fit a skateboarding theme. I just can't. It wouldn't have the same feel, would it? No. You wouldn't have those. I mean, you've got the licensed skaters, but then the licensed soundtrack as well was just. It made this game cool, so people yeah, wanted to yeah. play it. Um, but then you take that away and you put some, I don't know, synth, synth soundtrack. Um, I just can't, I can't imagine it being, um, quite so good. Um, and then the second question that I want to ask you is, is this soundtrack better than Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3? Subjectively, I prefer Pro Skater 3, but that's because I played that game more and a lot of my favourite songs ever were from, I found on Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3, bands like Body Jar, CKY, you know, there's a lot of, like, uh, Motorhead. I love Motorhead. Um, you know, that's all on Pro Skater 3, and there are a lot of, I think a lot of more famous songs on Pro Skater 3. And in my opinion, the Pro Skater 3 soundtrack's better, but I think that's just from, and we, we always try to be as um, objective. objective as possible. But I think there's some things that you just can't be objective about. And I think subjectively, because of my background with Pro Skater 3, it's clouded my ability to say, yeah, the music on this one's better or this one's better. Because not just in the game of Pro Skater 3, all of that music because of Pro Skater 3 was a massive part of my life growing up and has also pushed me in the direction that I now go in as an adult to the music are, that I listen to. You are who you are because of the music. From Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. As Jack Nicholson says at the start of uh, Departed's, <laughs> I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. I'm in full agreement and I agree also that it's subjective, but I do prefer the soundtrack in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. Mm. Um, it, it's, I, I just think it's more varied. You've got things like um, Paparazzi in there as well. Um, and you've got, uh, like you said, Motorhead. It's, it's just it's a great, great yeah. soundtrack. They're both great soundtracks. But for me, in, if you've got a fence and you've got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 one side, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 the other, and it's a line of subjectivity rather than objectivity, I would fall on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. Well, as, as well as that, Pro Skater 3 had a bit more hip-hop in there as well. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. It's a bit, yeah, yeah it's, it's a bit more ranged, whereas Pro Skater 2 was more down the pop punk heavy rock um i feel like it's a touch more niche i don't know if you'd agree with that yeah i, yeah, I suppose so i think I, I think i'd agree with that um but yeah it's that that that's a question that you could ask any tony hawk fan and depending on which of their favorite games is in the series i think would really influence the answer that they gave about the music um because it's just such a huge part of the game and because it's a huge part of people's childhood and gaming history or whatever, you can't really separate the music from the game because they're so intrinsically linked, I think. I agree. I agree. Um, Favourite moment in the game for you? Um, I don't really know how to answer that question because when you... You know, you ask that question in The Last of Us, you'd be like, oh, this bit where this happened. Yeah. 
it's, it's a lot easier to answer that question in, in, in was there a moment games. that for you was really satisfying um that kind of everything just clicked um i suppose when i played school for the first time because i've got that image of school and venice beach being the tony hawk levels i suppose getting to those i was like oh here we go this is cool i know i know this this is uh this is buried in my in my psyche from years and years ago playing at a friend's house or something you know um so i suppose it would i'd answer that question by saying my favorite part of the game are the levels i guess okay yeah well that's fair enough i mm. mean favorite aspect of the game that works um yeah i think uh got to the end of boring which is the final competition and I was just going for that gold. I got silver on it. I was going for that gold. And sometimes in those competitions, your opponents got, got uh, um ice cream truck outside. <laughs> so if you can hear that, do apologise. Um, maybe the midwives will come. <laughs> you got a baby. <laughs> yeah, so uh, for me, it was getting that gold on the ball ring because... Um, those are tough. Yeah, and... Sometimes you'll play it and it seems to be randomised and some of your opponents will get 92s. They're quite hard to beat. Sometimes they'll get 91s. But um, this time it, they were getting around the 90 range for whatever reason. And I beat them, I think, with an, a 92 um, average. So that was just really satisfying. It kind of is the culmination of you learning all the skills so that you can beat the game. Um, it's a very satisfying game to play. Worst moment for you. I suppose the fact that there were things that I expected I should be able to do from this game from playing Pro Skater 3 that I couldn't do. Things like reverts um, were sorely missed. And I think as well, and again, we can't say this is an issue with the design. I think it's just technical limitations, maybe or an oversight by the devs. But the lack of balance bar for the grinding, I, I didn't really struggle with it, but it made stuff a lot tougher and you could be on quite a good combo and you know doing well and thinking you're doing great start grinding be like yeah this is fine and then all of a sudden oh no there we go bail lost that massive amount of points yeah yeah um i'm gonna do what you did for the first answer which was pick an aspect yeah now the aspect i'm gonna pick is the camera um as we know consoles at this point didn't really have dual analog sticks no so you couldn't control the uh, camera with the second analog stick and I imagine it was the same with the PS1 version and the N64 version. Um, with the Dreamcast, you'd move your character with the analog stick and then you'd wait a couple of seconds for the camera to kind of refocus to where you're facing. And uh, I remember I was trying to get some money on the school roof and I, was, I, was, I don't know why, I was just try playing it for about half hour trying to get this one bit of, uh, bit of money. And I, get, I got to the final roof but because the camera wouldn't re refocus in time, and I don't know, I wasn't quick enough to slow my, my, my skater down in that time, so I just kept falling off the roof. <laughs> so that was driving me a bit mad. Um, camera's the enemy of the gamer. In a lot of older games, it's the case, isn't it? Yeah, 3D games really struggled with camera, and this was a, this was a fairly early 3D game. So um, yeah, we had real, real problems with, um, with the camera on this one. So that'd be my worst moment. Okay. So this brings up us to our wrap-up moments, and although I do remember you saying something about a character, yeah, that you wanted to talk about. So um, there's quite a lot of lore with um, 
Tony Hawk games and secret characters being included. Obviously, we said in um, Pro Skater 3, you've got Wolverine, you've got Darth Maul, Ollie the Magic Bum. For completing the game on career mode, you get unlocks. And in Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1, 2, and 3, there's a character which we mentioned last time but didn't go into too much detail called Private Carrera. And I think that this game has the better um, roster of secret characters just for the fact that you've got Spider-Man in there. And, you know, he's got tricks like can do whatever a spider can and he'll flip his board away and then pull it back with the webs. Uh, And it's because Spider-Man was an Activision um, license at the time. Because I remember playing the original Spider-Man game on the PS1. It was great. Um, But Private Carrera, there's always been quite a lot of discussion about her origins and where she came from. Um, and I was reading an article, and basically, as told by the dev team, Private Carrera was proposed by an Eversoft employee, and they said the name Carrera comes from the Porsche 911 sports oh. car, but it was then confirmed later that the character is based on someone called Asia Carrera, who's a porn star. Oh, right. And um, one of the devs, Silvio Peretta, said that um, Officer Carrera she actually came into the office one day to meet all the devs and they all got really excited and they all wanted a photo taken with her. So apparently Officer Carrera is, um, or Private Carrera is a uh, based on a porn star called Asia Carrera. So <laughs> nice, bit of, uh, nice bit of knowledge for you. Because they're all skaters as well, the dev team. Um, I saw that, yeah, I saw that. So I imagine at the time, like when skating was becoming what what it would become in the late 90s early noughties is a really big pop culture thing for them to be like yeah we're making a video game which is cool we're involved in skating we know tony hawk and all this you know all these guys and also porn stars coming into our office you know this was before the internet was a huge thing so i reckon that must have been um a huge deal for them to to put her in the game as well, like as a as an homage, it's wild. It is a different time. I was going to say you'd never get away with that. No, now. no way. It's yeah. a different time. <laughs> so I'm pleased. Think of the children. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so this game is number two. This is the second best game ever made. Does it deserve its place? I think it deserves to be higher than Pro Skater Three even though I think we both prefer Pro, Pro Skater 3 because of what it did for the series and the kind of game that it was. To say it's number two of the top 100 video games of all time, I mean, if I just open my list now, in the top 10, you've got Ocarina of Time, Pro Skater 2, GTA 4, Soul Calibur, the two Mario Galaxy games, Red Dead Redemption 2, GTA 5, Breath of the Wild, and Pro Skater 3. So you've got two Tony Hawk games in the top 10. Yeah. And it's it's a bit wild because you put those two games in the caliber of things, story games like Ocarina of Time, GTA 5, Red Dead Redemption 2, um, the, even the, the Mario Galaxy games. It's, it's interesting because you see a lot of twos in this top 10 as well. You've got two Tony yeah. Hawk games, two Mario games, two Zelda games, two Rockstar games. And then you've just got Soul Calibur <laughs> in there for some reason. Um, which That'll will be interesting yeah, when we come to it. Which we'll come on to eventually. Um, whether I'd say this game deserves to be the second highest rated game of all time, I think it comes back to that thing that I've said over and over again. 
that the time that these games were reviewed is a big element to why they're so high because they were real um, pushes of the technology and they were new and they were exciting. You know, Zelda, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, if you put together a top 100 list now, they'd probably still be in there, but I don't think they'd be the number one and number two spots. And they, they, they push the style of a whole generation. Yeah. I mean, I, I went out watching TV shows from that time and, 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 and I get... I, I, I really like that kind of uh, indie rock kind of music. Mm. And whenever I hear stuff like that, I'm, I'm just Take transported back. back, yeah. feel like a kid again. Yeah. Um, 30 years old, feeling like a kid. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think I agree with you. Um, two games in the top 10 seems a bit excessive. So you said, why, why, um, why would you place number two over three? Just out of curiosity. I think... Again, it's hard to be completely objective, but I think it's because I know these levels so well, even though I didn't play it that much. That's a huge deal for someone that hasn't really played much of a game, but knows school, that knows Venice, you know, and the fact that there's Spider-Man in this game. Um, I don't know. I think it might be 15-year-old me giving that answer. And I've not spoken to 15-year-old me for a very long time. I mean, I'm 29 in less than a month. And I think discussing these games, like you just said, it really transports you back to when you were in school, if you're a similar age to us, listener. Um, But it, it really does take you back to being a teenager when you didn't have to worry about bills, about rents, about work, about a pandemic. Or, or you, or you, or you were fussed about was playing video games, seeing your friends on the weekends, going onto MSN and chatting to people. And oh, back in the day, yeah, I think it it's very hard to be subject objective with this. But I can't even remember what question you just asked me. To be honest, it, it was uh, why two versus three. Um, just because oh. of the memories, I think, and the nostalgia of the fact that I knew those existed even though I didn't play them, that's a big deal, you know? So I'll, I'll weigh in. I think um, from what I know about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1, which admittedly I never owned. Same. Um, I just I, know Roswell from that, that's it. I think they overhauled the challenges a lot uh, between 1 and 2 so that your objectives in your career mode became a lot more interesting. And I think that makes a big difference to the game. So I'd say that 2 is probably more of a leap over one than three is over two yeah um yeah i'd say three massively refines the formula massively so yeah and it it all comes down to whether you would prefer to take that leap um versus the refinement that's a really hard one i think yeah um i if i was to put one in there i don't know um it will, it will be interesting to answer this question once we've played Tony four. Hawk Pro Skater 4 yeah. because then if we pose the question okay, if we have to take two of these games out of the top 100 list, which ones are they? Um, because we'll, we'll have had the experience with all three of them. I'm going to say I'm going to say two as well in the top 10, mainly because I, I like the additional challenge that two provided. Yeah. Like I said, I think I got better at two than I did at three. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to say two. Um, and I just want to just just lastly, this this kind of comes under whether we recommend it or not. 
Now, you had experience playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 back in the day. Yeah. So you jumping back to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 is not a tremendous leap. You played games at that time. If you were someone that in 2020 had never played a game like this, um, but someone said to you, do you want to play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2? Would you be able to recommend that? I think it depends on the kind of person that I'm talking to. If it's someone that's interested in gaming and gaming history, then yes. But if they weren't and they just wanted to play a skateboarding game or something like that, I'd say, well, the remaster of 1 and 2 is coming out tomorrow. Yeah, true. Play that. Because it's always the case that nostalgia, rose-tinted glasses will always make you suggest things. And I'll give my weekly mention because I always bring it up in Final Fantasy VII in every episode we do. Let's see if we can get that in every episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, But for me to recommend that to someone like you, who's never played it, I don't know if I could, because you don't have any memories with it or any nostalgia for it. Um, And I'd say that if someone really wanted to play a skateboarding game and they'd never played one before, and the remaster wasn't coming out, I'd probably say... Uh, yeah, play that if you're curious, but maybe start with um, Pro Skater 3. Oh, I thought you were going to say Skate. Or Skate, but ska- you've not played any of the Skate games, have oh, you? Not majorly. Maybe I played a demo back in the day. They're, they're vastly different from Tony Hawk. They're a lot more grounded in reality. Um, they're very fun in their own way. As I was mentioning to you, you've got the Hall of Meat. Um, you know, and a, a lot more elements of it that are not slapstick, but I, I, I'd suggest to anyone that did want a recommendation for a skateboarding game to start with Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Okay. And then if there was more curiosity to maybe maybe move backwards. Same with what you said for Zelda, that you wouldn't suggest Link to the Past to someone unless they were curious. Yeah. But it not. is a great game and it's super fun. Um, but yeah. I think, I think this is age, to me, this is age better than Link to the Past. Yeah. Um, I, I think I agree with you there. And I think the remaster makes that question null and void, really. Um, it'd be curious if you decide to put Skate in your top 10 at the end or in your 10 additional games mm. I'd be curious to play that but we'll see if that happens yeah um, yeah um, if you like older games if you're not if you're, a bit, if you're open to playing older games I'd say yeah you could play it and you could have a good time it's a pick up and play game very entertaining um, if you're into modern games if graphics are king if story is king, maybe not. Maybe not for you. Yeah. Um, that's I suppose where I fall on it. Yeah. Okay. So that was Pro Skater Two. Um, as we say, the remaster comes out tomorrow. If you're listening to this on the day of release, um, do let us know your thoughts on this game on the remaster. Um, I think I'm probably gonna pick up the remaster at some point. Yeah, I might do. J- just to point out, we've not been. Uh... We're not advertising for that game at all. We are um, not. We are not. Unfortunately, we, we, we get no money. I would never advertise for Activision. Um, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, just to make that very clear. But yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see, especially as we've just played this one, to see the differences um, and what they add in, what they've taken out and all of that stuff. But yeah, I think it'll be an interesting thing to have a go on, especially if you're a fan of the Tony Hawk games. Cool. Let's wrap things up there. So. Our next game is going to be... Would you like to reveal it? 
Uh, yeah, we're going to... Obviously, we said the, uh, the Zelda game that we're going to be doing Devil May Cry, that's kind of been pushed back a little bit because we wanted to get this one out to you. Um, and we're going to push on and do Grand Theft Auto 3, which I think a lot of people have a lot of um, a lot of memories with, especially if you're around our age. So that should be an interesting one, especially to go back to because, damn... <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it at the moment, but we'll see in the next episode, I suppose. So we're jumping off straight from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 to GTA 3. Check it out next time. Yes, in the meantime, if you want to catch us on any of our social medias, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Email us at the long and short of it podcast at hotmail.com. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's all we've got to say today. Yep, get on board with us and I like that get on board nice don't be a soupy sausage head (laughs) let's not because that's a new thing let's not make that a thing god let's finish the episode get out ah bye